Today is Thursday, December 24th. This is TDAD Talk. I'm Finn Warner. Coming up today, a look at COVID-19 cases in the Los Animas County area and in the state. The top federal prosecutor in Colorado joined the Justice Department in filing a lawsuit against Walmart. Today in the nation, Congress passed a bill that prevents out-of-network providers from sending insured Americans surprise medical bills. And a look at what that means for the American people. Hang around for more. Today's show is sponsored by the Trinidad Historic Main Street Board and the City of Trinidad presenting their Deck the Halls Business Spirit Decorating Competition. Downtown businesses can come compete for six $1,000 prizes, and all who vote on their favorite will be entered into a drawing for prizes. Visit the Trinidad Historic Main Street Facebook page to learn more and vote for your favorite decorated Trinidad businesses. All right, let's check in with the weather. Today is mostly sunny with the high in the mid-40s. With the chilly wind blowing throughout the day, tonight is mostly clear with a low hanging right around 20 degrees. It's going to be a nice sunny Christmas day with highs in the mid-50s. Tomorrow night's low is going to drop down into the mid-20s. Now, here's the news. In Trinidad, the local public health department logged 12 new positive cases of COVID-19 in Los Animas County, bringing the total active case count to 121. Of the new cases, seven were detected through community drive-up testing site, which tested 112 people on December 17th. The new cases range in age from teen up to people in their 60s. Werfano County has seen 14 deaths due to COVID-19 and added another 10 positive cases to an active case count on Monday of 58. According to the department, the top three most important things to remember during the holidays are only interact in person with people from your household, refrain from traveling, celebrate virtually with people people who you don't live with, avoid crowded stores, shop for gifts online, and have them delivered or pick them up curbside, find local Colorado businesses to support via the hashtag ShopLocalColorado campaign, wear a mask, and keep your distance whenever you do leave your home. For more on this story in Trinidad News, pick up today's paper or go to the Chronicle News website at thechronicle-news.com. And in the state, the top federal prosecutor in Colorado joined the Justice Department in filing a lawsuit against Walmart on Tuesday, accusing the corporate giant of helping fuel America's opioid crisis by wrongfully distributing and dispensing painkillers, reported the Denver Post on Monday. U.S. Attorney Jason Dunn was one of three federal prosecutors to join the Justice Department in suing Walmart in a federal court in Delaware, where Walmart is incorporated. The lawsuit accuses the retailer of failing to report suspiciously large opioid orders and routinely dispensing opioids without legitimate medical purpose. The 100-page lawsuit alleges a nurse practitioner who worked at a pain clinic in Colorado Springs and who is only identified as ML routinely wrote prescriptions for unusually large quantities, such as 600 tablets of oxycodone to be taken in 30 days. On several occasions, Walmart pharmacists refused to fill the prescriptions. In March 2015, a Colorado Springs location declined a prescription but did not alert other pharmacies, according to the lawsuit. As a result, the rejected patient went to a Walmart in the town of Falcon, and a dangerous prescription was filled there. Prosecutors allege Walmart violated the Controlled Substances Act hundreds of thousands of times, which could result in billions of dollars in penalties. Allegations in the lawsuit are twofold. First, that Walmart violated the Controlled Substances Act when it acted as a wholesale distributor of drugs to its pharmacies. And second, that it violated the same law when it filled improper prescriptions. Walmart operates more than 5,000 pharmacies in its stores around the country. 
The federal investigation into Walmart's opioid distribution and dispensing dates back to 2016. Earlier this year, the company sued the federal government, accusing it of scapegoating Walmart and ignoring its own lack of enforcement and regulatory policies. The company alleged that most of the doctors caught writing problematic prescriptions to Walmart remained licensed by the government. And in national news, in a year plagued by health crises, most Americans tell pollsters they're worried about being able to afford an unexpected medical bill, reported NPR on Tuesday. Late Monday, Congress passed a bill to allay some of those fears. The measure is included in a nearly 5,600-page package providing coronavirus economic relief and government funding for the rest of the fiscal year. Specifically, the legislation addresses those charges that result from a long-running practice in which out-of-network medical providers, from doctors to air ambulance companies, send insured Americans surprise bills, sometimes for tens of thousands of dollars. The legislation itself is a bit of a surprise, coming after two years of debate that featured high-stakes lobbying by all who stood to gain or lose. Hospitals, insurers, patient advocacy groups, physicians, air ambulance companies, and private equity firms, which own a growing number of doctor practices. A similar effort failed at the last minute a year ago after intense pressure from a range of interests, including those private equity groups. This time around, no group got everything it wanted. Lawmakers compromised mainly over how to determine how much providers will ultimately be paid for their services. The bottom line? Patients may still be surprised by the high cost of health care overall. But they will now be protected against unexpected bills from out-of-network providers, starting in 2022 when the law goes into effect. Consumers won't get balance bills when they seek emergency care, when they are transported by an air ambulance, or when they receive non-emergency care at an in-network hospital but are unknowingly treated by an out-of-network physician or laboratory. Patients will only pay the deductibles and co-payment amounts that they would under the in-network terms of their insurance plans. Medical providers won't be allowed to hold patients responsible for the difference between those amounts and the higher fees that they might like to charge. Instead, those providers will have to work out acceptable payments with insurers. For the uninsured, for whom everything is out of network, the bill requires the Secretary of Department of Health and Human Services to create a provider-patient bill dispute resolution process. The measure takes aim at situations in which patients have little choice about whether they are in-network, including emergencies. A recent survey found 18% of emergency room visits, on average, resulted in at least one surprise bill. A growing number of emergency room visits are staffed by private equity-owned agencies that sign few in-network agreements. The legislative agreement also applies to non-emergency care provided at an in-network facility, where patients receive care and services from out-of-network providers such as anesthesiologists and laboratories. Also included in the bar on balance billing is air ambulance transportation, which is among the most expensive medical services, often costing tens of thousands of dollars. Still, the bill does not extend its consumer protections to the far more commonly used ground ambulance services. In some cases, physicians can balance bill their patients, but they must get consent in advance. This part of the bill is aimed at patients who want to see an out-of-network physician recommended by a friend. In those cases, physicians must provide cost estimates and get a patient's consent at least 72 hours before treatment. For shorter turnaround situations, the bill requires that patients receive the consent information the day the appointment is made. In a sense, though, this provision allows consumers to forfeit protection. The legislation allows this only in non-emergency circumstances and bars many types of physicians from the practice. Anesthesiologists, for example, can't seek consent to balance bill for their services. Nor can radiologists, pathologists, neonatologists, assistant surgeons, or laboratories. More on Congress's health care bill can be found at npr.org. That is npr.org. 
Not much happening this week with the holidays just a day away, but Mount Carmel still has plenty of online events happening throughout the week. To see their schedule or sign up to join, visit their website, mountcarmelcenter.org. That's mtcarmelcenter.org. If you know an upcoming event you think should be included on our podcast, give us a shout on our TDAD Radio Facebook page or call at 719-846-3311. For a deeper look at what's happening in Trinidad and beyond, visit the Chronicle News website at thechroniclenews.com. And don't forget to support your local journalism with an online subscription if able. Another shout-out to our sponsors, Trinidad Historic Main Street Board and the City of Trinidad, presenting their Deck the Halls Christmas Decor Contest. Be sure to check out their Facebook page and cast your vote for your fave. That will do it for today's episode. Have a wonderful Christmas Eve. Thanks for hanging around. This has been Finn Warner. This is Chronicle News Media.